Welcome to the NPL Sunday Night Show, powered by the Brisbane Football Review. Hosted by Scott Owen. Well, firstly, what a surprise Adam goes through a game at Morton Bay. And Adam Pace. I was gonna say, I was actually gonna say, yep, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Let's let's go have this one. Your weekly NPL recap starts now. And we are back here on another edition of the Prison Football Reviews NPL Sunday show in a weekend, which was once again semi-halted due to the wet weather. Adam, tried to intervene, we did get some football underway, plenty of goals and some cup action as well. Yeah, it was, uh, raining, it was raining goals on Saturday with the uh, absence of rain. Um, the two... So the two games that we uh, that we covered uh, last night, 16 goals in total, and we'll recap that uh, a bit later on the show. We will certainly will. Once you start, we will, we will. I'll start again. We will cover these games. We'll, we'll cover the league action later on, as well as the cup action in just a moment. But first, we will go back to what we started last week, Adam, with the transfer window, which concluded during the week with one pretty big move: a former A League player lobbing up at Lions. Yeah, uh, Louis Fenton, uh, 156 games uh, in the A-League, seven caps for New Zealand, is now a Lion, uh, and which was actually a signing that, you know, I think that was, um, I think for, for the MPL Queensland, I think it was you know, pretty unexpected. Uh, obviously, he does has, have connections, you know, former, former you know, Nick, uh, Nick and Matt Rydenton may, may had some some uh, sort of help, but no, this is, this is a huge signing. I think it's really sort of, you know, solidifies uh, lines at the top if he's healthy and playing at the peak of his powers. Absolutely. Well, he's only 29 now, isn't he, Louis Fenn? So he's still got plenty of years left in the tank, having finished up in the professional game. And we've seen what sort of impact he can have as an attacking fullback. Getting, I think he started out as a winger with Wellington and ended up moving to a fullback yeah. role on that right-hand side. So you can really see as an attacking fullback at the MPL level, he could have a Devastating impact in Darren Symes' side. The scary thing is that he fits like a glove into Darren Symes' um, formations and the way they, they play the game. Like he's not. They like said that uh, they they play with a attacking right wing back, and I think I think that's going to suit him suit him to a T. I think, and this is it. Really, is it was what the one area that you know probably at the start of the season you'd say Lions may be a little bit vulnerable was those left wing back and right wing back positions. But uh, Louis Fenton on the on the right hand side, and you know Jackson Hart Phillips developing on the left hand side. I say it is it is becoming a very very strong starting eleven. They've still got Zach Mulby who's played in those positions. Also, mm. there's plenty of different options to fill in those positions. But one player who won't be filling in is Fletcher McDonald, who's taken up an opportunity in Germany. A great great opportunity for him over there, Adam. Yeah, one of the few sort of, uh, unless I'm mistaken, at least in recent times, uh, a Lions sort of, you know, product. Um, yeah, he, he gets his opportunity to go overseas and play his trade over there. So, look, uh, any any young player that gets an opportunity overseas, we, we wish them the best of luck and just make sure you remember, you know, they came from Queensland. Absolutely. Plenty of great Queensland talent doing their thing on the world stage. Hopefully, Fletcher McDonald can progress his career over in Germany. We'll move on, Adam, to the on-field action. We'll go to go through the Australia Cup, starting off with that. Round seven, the final game of Australian Cup qualifying for 2022. We saw the national round was drawn during the week. We'll get to that in just a moment. But firstly, Queensland's final spot has to be decided between Magpies United and Edge Hill United of Cairns. And it was revenge as the case... 
revenge is a dish best served cold, it turns out, in the, in the end, Adam, because f- 12 months ago, Magpies lost to Edge Hill. This time around, they have a 5-0 win, two goals from Morgan Saunders, one from Michael Lyle, Diego Cooper, and, Ang- and Angus McKenzie. And right from the beginning, it never looked like Magpies were going to lose this game, did it? Yeah, it looked like that this was uh, this was a revenge mission of sorts. They they came out from minute one and really so stared the authority that you know that they that they were the better team and they just yeah they just they just humble. We're talking about transfers before uh, Morgan Saunders coming up from uh, from coming up from East, uh, you know, a Gold Coast uh, lad, you know, playing you know playing up in Mackay. I'm, I believe from the call last night that he's actually teach he's a teacher and he's got an opportunity up in Mackay and obviously he's lending his traits to uh Magpies Crusaders and a big part of uh, them landing a spot in last day two of the Australia Cup for this year. I feel the classroom lessons are as good as the football lessons he can dish out as well. He is like I said big big tall striker as well, very agile and yeah two goals for uh, last night. And I think Look, Edge Hill. It's interesting because they they do on paper they had a side that was very very similar to last year. They had all that experience, you know, Josh Taylor, Josh Denitis, uh Chris o, Chris O'Hare on was on the bench, um, Kevin Ward in goals. Uh, but they, they really just didn't uh, like even at home they just didn't really seem to offer much. Uh, I don't know if it was the occasion or just Magpies Crusaders came in with a plan to dominate and they just never let up. They did seem a bit flat, didn't they? And mm. so they only called them Kansas City, given all the players you rattled off who were from that former yeah. NPL side. But they did seem a bit flat, didn't they, Ed Chill? You know, and when the, the when the second goal went in, in particular, it seemed like at that point the game was pretty much up. Yeah, no, so I think that two nil at half time. I think it was only going to. I think the scoreline was only going to blow out as as Ed Chill tried to chase the game, and that's pretty much what happened. Was that uh, look? Look, I don't think. I think five nil was yeah a bit flattering. I don't think the, the gap in that game was that much, but certainly uh, it was. You'd class it as a comfortable win for Magpies Crusaders in the end. It was. And they move on to the round of 32 in the Australia Cup. They are the fifth and final Queensland team on the national stage. It's their second participation after 2019. Adam and they will play against MacArthur FC of the A League. Peninsula Power will play against Northwest Sydney Spirit. Logan Lightning have a trek down to Adelaide to play Adelaide City. Brisbane City will host Coburn City of Western Australia. And Brisbane Raw, they'll travel to Heidelberg. We'll leave that fixture out of it, Adam, for the moment. Of the four NPL or local league teams in Queensland, which is the most interesting matchup of the four for you? Uh, look, I actually think Peninsula Power and uh, Northwest Spirit. I think that that's probably the game that I think will be most interesting. I think it's it's going to line up you know, the best, the best, uh, one of the best teams in Queensland versus probably a midfield. I'm not I'm not too familiar how they're going. I forgot to check. Where where Spirit were in the uh, in scheme of things in NPL New South Wales, but uh, certainly that's a game I think that you know there've always always been questions about what the strength is of of the you know, NPL competition here in Queensland versus say New South Wales Victoria, and I think this is going to get good indication about where exactly uh, Queensland sits on the uh, national NPL stage. Absolutely. Well, I think only once is it only once or twice the Queensland team has played against um, New South Wales side in. In the cup, did I think Brisbane Strikers beat Manly at home, didn't they, a couple of years ago? But that might be about the only time I've seen I can recall a um, an NPL Queensland side up against an NPL New South Wales side in the cup. Yeah, that's that's actually where um, 
yeah, it's essentially the one, you know, straight New, New, New South Wales MPL versus Queensland MPL fixture I can think of. Absolutely. I'll go for a different game in, in that, Adam. I'll go for the game between Brisbane City and Coburn. It's more to see um, Brisbane City on the national stage. I think at home for Brisbane City, it will be a massive, massive occasion for them. I'm sure they'll be hoping for a massive game. Hopefully they can play that game out there at Spencer Park at their spiritual home and not another venue. But if they can, it'll be a wonderful occasion. And against Coburn City, Queensland teams have done pretty well. Without wanting to put too much of a jinx on on Brisbane City, Queensland teams have done quite well against West Australian teams in the Cup in the past. I'm thinking about um, Gold Coast City, for example, beat beat a team down there from Western Australia at one stage. And I think against another team, did um, Brisbane, a couple teams have beaten teams from Western Australia. So... I do think that's a very good opportunity for Brisbane City to return to the national stage at home and progress even further. Yeah, but I understand it'll be 1987 was the last time a national uh, a national club fixture was played with, involving Brisbane City on the national stage. So that's a long time between drinks that Spencer Park has seen this level of action. And like I said, I think it'll be a grand occasion. And yeah, the, the record sort of shows that, you know, we're talking about the comparisons between those leagues. And by the way, I just, just checking while you're talking, uh, North, North uh, West Spirit are actually in State League One. So okay. they're actually they're actually below. So I actually think the potential power probably should get the job done in that. But uh, back back to the back to the Brisbane Sea game, I, I do expect that they will also should get through to the uh, round of sixteen. We'll see what happens with those matchups. I don't think those games are still to be officially scheduled, so we'll bring those dates to you when they are officially confirmed. We'll have a quick look at the other cup action from the weekend, and that was in the Capital Women's Super Cup quarterfinal between South Sunshine Coast Wanderers and Gold Coast United, you know, up there at BUR Glasshouse to, to get the game played this weekend. It was a 2-1 win for the home side. Jess Robinson and Chanel Harris on the score sheet for the Wanderers. Jesse Rashard got a goal back for Gold Coast, but this was a pretty even game, and it, it seems like maybe Sunshine Coast just shaded it, but if it had have gone to extra time, it, would have been, it wouldn't have been unjustified. Yeah, look, uh, a very, very good win by Sunshine Coast uh, Wanderers. So we, we covered that game on our social media platforms. And look, this is a very, very good game of football. Uh, I think that it was, it was fairly even, but um, the Sunshine Coast took their chances. Uh, Chanel Harris is an absolute fire at the moment. You know, the goal scorer, I think uh, she's only missed, I think she, she's... She scored in every game bar one so far this season. So she she's in phenomenal touch and she gets the uh, game-winning goal and Sunshine Coast uh, move on to the semifinals. Yes, and they will play Lions FC in those in that semifinal. The other semifinal will be Edge Hill United of Cairns up against South United. That game will be played in, on July the 16th. I'm not sure yet when the Wanderers will host Lions. I have to wait and see, but two pretty good cup semifinals there, Adam. Yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, South obviously they they will like their chances going to Cairns and uh, and uh, winning that that tie. And look, we were talking about before that you know, earlier today that you know, Wild Lions will go into that that semi finals heavy favourites. Look at Ballinger Park, Ballinger Park in a semi final game. If especially if Sunshine Coast can score first. They might put, put just a little, tiny little bit of pressure on lines to, to respond. And they, these some falls sometimes, they have funny ways of um, manifesting. Obviously, uh, Lions put them to a sword 5 0 in their previous meeting at Bribe Island in the MPL. But again, uh, Gold Coast United were, were 3 0 winners over Sunshine Coast and see what happened to them. 
Absolutely. And speaking of Lions FC, they've got some good news for Chelsea Blissett during the week. She was officially confirmed in the Australian squad for the upcoming East Asian tournament. So congratulations to Chelsea. I believe she'll be joining Larissa Crummer. Adam, yep. two MPL Queensland players playing in this squad. Yeah, uh, look, congratulations to both. Uh, like I said, it's good that uh, that you know MPL talent is being rewarded, and that you know just because they've decided to play in the state level, that they're not being um, they're not being forgotten as far as you know national honours. Yes, it's not the not exactly it's not the Matildas side. I believe this is the under twenty threes team, which is I think the first time in a long while that there's been a under twenty threes national team, but look, it's it's it's, it's a, overall it's a decent team, and it's probably an insight of what perhaps the the future of the Matildas may look like, you know, once the golden generation have passed on. It may very well be. We'll have to see how they go in that tournament. Best of luck to Chelsea and Larissa in that. We'll move on to the handful of league games played over the weekend. And now most of the matches, unfortunately, did work, did succumb to the weather. There was just one match from the NPL men's competition played on Friday night down on the Gold Coast between Gold Coast United and Logan Lightning at Coplick Family Sports Park. It was a 1-0 win for the visiting Logan Lightning, a goal from Jacob Fullock, Adam, and it's a, well, it was only one game. It's a pretty important one when you do have a look at the table with the points dropped for Gold Coast United in their quest for the top four could prove costly for them, but from Logan's perspective, it moves them out of the drop zone. Yeah, uh, yeah, there are two, two parts of this. Uh, firstly, Gold Coast United, these are the games that just cannot afford to drop points. If they're going to be, if they're going to be top four, you know, ch- chance, they can't afford to be afford to drop six points against Logan. In all due respect to Logan, these are these are the these are the games where you know, the other the other teams yeah, are in the top four. They will get the points against Logan for, for one reason or another. But that that's um that's the series sweep to Logan. But on the other hand, for for them, that, that's, that's a good effort. And that's and then they're, they're probably the results that Logan need to ensure they stay in. In the MPL, so certainly a tale of two stories, but and also both one nil results in both home and away. So they're, they're very tight, they're very tight contests. Um, but yeah, look, uh, Logan get the, the points uh, tonight as they did uh, in the first part of the season. Absolutely, I won't read through the table of the MPL men's competition this week because there was only one game played. Gold Coast notable, so they do remain in fifth place. On 20 points, they are three points outside of the top four. Lions still on top of the table, as you would expect. As for Logan, they do jump up into ninth place, ahead of 10th place Brisbane City, who now assume that second relegation space with the Raw unable to go down, Adam. So there's only one point gap between between Logan and Brisbane City for that second spot. And the rest of the field are, are a little bit further away. But we saw this last year when we thought that one or two teams had kicked away from the relegation zone. They were dragged back into it, so perhaps Logan and Brisbane City could drag someone back into into that fight. Yeah, I think it's, it's always a possibility. I think also as well, it's a case of you know continuing to keep your form up. That it, it is very very clear that you know if you drop three or four games, even if you're in a position like Gold Coast United or you know the likes of you know, Morton Bay and East, I think that you got to keep your form up because you drop three or four games. And all of a sudden, you're you're back you're back in the relegation fight. That's and that that's uh, sort of at the moment you you want to stay out of it, especially with Brisbane Raw. Even though normally they are probably the second from bottom, their 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 exemption means that the pressure is right on. You know the rest of that, that field. It does, and unfortunately, somebody will succumb to that pressure at the end of the year. We'll have to wait and see who that will be. In the NPL Women's Suite, there were two games played. One game 
both things involving South United, funnily enough. One was midweek, a round four catch-up game against QAS, which was a 6-1 win for the home side. Four goals from Bella Habuda, Amy... Three goals from Bella Habuda, one for Amy Moreland. And, no, sorry. I'll start again. Four for Bella Habuda, one for Amy Moreland, and one for Paloma Gonçalves Oliveira in that one, Adam. And then on Friday night, in the, in the one regularly scheduled round 10 match, it was South United 2, Eastern Suburbs nil. Paloma Gonçalves Oliveira and Bella Habuda on the score sheet once again. So two wins in a week, Adam, and I can tell you that has moved South United up into fifth place on the table, and they are knocking on the door of the top four once again. Yeah, again, I think it's uh, the tightness of that of that race for the, for the rest of the field. When you take lines out of it, it just it, it sort of you know it just shows that you know two two wins all of a sudden you're back back in it. Eat at the moment, currently occupying second spot, and that's on the back of a couple of. Of a couple of good wins, although uh, they they lost two Souths on the synthetic pitch on Friday night. Uh, by the way, uh, it's not the first time this weekend that we've uh, that we've miscounted goals for a certain player, so don't feel too bad. I will get to that in just <laughs> a moment. But speaking of goals and and counting of goals, we'll have a look at the Golden Boot race from the MPL now. Alex Fechner does lead in the MPL men's competition with 17 goals ahead of his teammate Andy Pangeli with Ante Poliak from Gold Coast, their recent recruit on 11, also in third. In the women's, Adam, it is an equal tie between Bella Habuda and Tegan Riding currently with seven goals each with Beck Kirkup on six. So plenty of Lions players at the top of the goal-scoring charts in both competitions. Yeah, as, as you'd expect, uh, obviously they uh, they like to spread the goals around. And uh, yeah, look, uh, they, they're going to they're gonna have the quantity as far as the players in the top Top uh, top part of the Golden Boot race, but yeah, Bella Habuda's four goals on uh, a midweek has seen her shoot right back to top where we probably expected to her to be. Absolutely, we'll look at FQPL one where there were three games played over the weekend. Adam, this is actually quite interesting. All three of these games. We'll start with the games at the top of the table. Actually, Redlands United had a two-nil win at home over Southwest Queensland Thunder. Gee Santana and Ben Enjoy a goal in each half. There gave Redlands the win in that game. In the final game of the round, Rochdale Rovers 3, Caboolture 0, two goals from Greg Jeshia and one from Oled Yinkakahinde. We'll get to the third game in a minute, Adam, but with those two wins for Redlands United and Rochdale Rovers, those two, they are now starting to really kick clear at the top of the FQPL1 standings. Yeah, uh, it seems like it's the for the uh, for the Premiership, they both may have just sealed sealed their relegation, their promotion spots to the MPL next year, but also as well, the race is on for uh, for, the, for the premiership between those two and uh, big, big wins for both and uh, beating teams that are probably were, especially Southwest Queensland Thunder, who were probably in the in the race for, for that top two, and that, that's, that's breathing room on them, whereas um, yeah, Rochdale's win over Caboolture, a bit of revenge, because Caboolture did knock them off in the uh, in the first uh, part of the season down at Underwood Park. They did. We'll get to the table in just a moment in FQPL because there were, were a fair few games played. But first, finally, in the actual games played, Ipswich Knights, um, they returned to Eric Evans Oval for the first time after the flooding earlier in the year. So great to see them back at their spiritual home. But And they started off quite nicely, Ipswich Knights, with two goals early. Hyung Yun Yu and Tariq Hamad put the home side two goals up against the 10-man Southside Eagles with goalkeeper Dan McIlwain sent off in the 34th minute, but Southside Eagles came flying back into this game. Andoni Kalouris, Andy Coyne, and a 94th minute winner from Liam West gave Southside Eagles the points. And looking at the table, 
so eighth versus tenth at the moment, Adam, and that's a I was it was ninth versus tenth going into the play. I should say that that three points at South South Eagles could be absolutely crucial by the end of the year. They've jumped up into eighth spot now, but the points here could be crucial for them. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a big win. I think it's one that probably uh, they they probably would expect to get all full, all full three points out of. So I've got a good fight back in trying circumstances being reduced down to 10, 10 men. So it, it could be it could be vital. But uh, also as well, that's uh, drop points for for if such nights who could have really sort of you know, put themselves sort of you know, uh, well, well ahead of the um, well, not at the moment, but uh, at least would have put them back into the uh, away from the relegation zone who now Mitchelton are now are in the uh are in the uh automatic drop zone in 11th spot but they do have two games in hand yes so Mitchell I'll go through the table now so Rose Rose at top of the table on 33 points ahead of Redlands United on 31 they hold the two promotion places back to the NPL for next year there is a seven point gap down to Western Pride on 24 then Thunder 23 Brisbane Strikers with a couple of games in hand on 22. Magpies Crusaders on 21. Sunshine Coast Fire 17. Southside Eagles 15. Caboolture 15. Ipswich Knights in the relegation playoff place on 10. And Mitchelton on 7. So there's a bit of a tightening at the bottom of the table as well, Adam, with, with Caboolture's bright start to the season potentially looking like they might need to start getting a move on. Yeah, they're um, the wind. The, so the losses are starting to pile up for Caboolture after a great start. And uh, yeah, like I said, if 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 Richard Mitchelton start get on a roll and start winning games, yeah, they might they might get dragged right into this uh, this relegation race. But also as well, uh, the finals the finals place as well that South Western Prize, Southwest Queensland Thunder at the moment uh, third and fourth. You've got Strikers and Magpies Crusaders uh, who are right on the uh, doorstep and have got games in hand. Yes, both those, both those have a couple of games in hand. If they can win those, they can certainly make the race for the top four very interesting in FQPL1. Those catch-up games, we'll get to some of those in a minute, but they will be played in the next couple of weeks. We'll look at FQPL2 firstly. However, Adam, where there were four games played in the last seven days, our round 10 catch-up game, Grange Thistle 5, South United nil. Three goals from Matt Hornby, two from Moritz McGrath there, gave Grange Thistle the points during the week. The fixtures played... From round 16, Magic United 2, Virginia United 2, North Star 0, Coomera 2. And the game which we covered on our social media platforms on Saturday night, Surface Paris Apollo 10, Sanford Rangers 1. Five goals from Jaden Sonter, two for Teddy Watson, Bruno Rodriguez, Adam Powell and Jack Perrone all on the score sheet. Cormac Malloy got a goal back for the visitors, but this was a demolition job from Surface Paris Apollo who made a clear statement against a fellow top four Top four side. This is a very, very. This is a very impressive performance from Surface Paris. It, it was a game where it just seemed like that the the chances just presented themselves over and over, and they just kept on taking it. Uh, Jaden Sonta was, you know, absolutely unstoppable on the right right wing. Teddy Watson, well, he's, he's Teddy Watson, you know, he, he's obviously uh, he's the golden boot leader for for a reason in. In that league, but uh, yeah, ten-one against Sanford, who were who were in form in top four. This is a this is a big win. Like, look, it's hard to really sort of say. Oh, Sanford yeah, to assess Sanford's performance. I just think that Surface Paradise are absolutely irresistible uh, last night. I was going to ask you about Surface Paradise actually, because we've seen a lot of their results this year and paying a lot of attention to it. But this is the first time we've really 
sat down and watched one of their games in full, Adam. And what do you make of them? Because to me, they were pretty impressive. They've got a lot of really good attacking talent, and they certainly moved the ball forward quite nicely. So I think they they certainly are a side. If they do, well, I think they probably will get promoted. I think they could do quite nicely in the next division up. What about you? Yeah, I think I think so. I I, I absolutely think so. They 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 are a you know, an FQPL one side. Um, yeah, no, right. This squad right now would be that their FQP one FQPL one standard. Uh, there's no question in my mind about that. You know, with, with due respect to a lot of those other teams, um, you add a couple of extra extra players. You know. And they, and they could even be potentially an MPL stair team you know, in one to two years' time. So, yeah, it is uh, – but it was really, really good to see that they, they play a nice brand of football. Alex Morrison's just got absolutely, you know, humming along. They, they, have had, they have had some issues defensively from time to time um, that we've seen. Obviously, that, you know, the one time they have taken on, you know, top-class opposition, they leaked nine against that in the, in the, in the Cup. Look, that's it is what it is. Uh, but but yeah, look, I look, I'm a real big fan of Surface Paradise, the way they play the game, and yeah, look, uh, they they are the league leaders, and by a long way for a reason, and they they showed uh, last night. Absolutely, Alex Ross is doing a fantastic job down there on the Gold Coast. This side sit top of FQPL two on 41 points, out of Albany Creek on 32, Holland Park 24, Sanford 22, Winnables 18, Magic 17, Grange. 17, North Star 15, South 14, Turinga 13, Coomera 13, and Virginia 8. So we'll take Virginia out of the equation at the moment, Adam. There's, there's what, six teams there with with less than a win, with about with a win and a half between them. So right from 5th to 11th, it's a real it's a real log jam through the middle of the table. Absolutely. This is, this is um, yeah, as far as the other... The relegation spots definitely. You're one or two losses away from being dragged right into that. And there's a couple of sides that you know that were looking in trouble. I look at you know the likes of Grange who were um, near the bottom of the league just three, three or four weeks ago. All of a sudden they've shot up to seven with some some good wins, and they're, they're starting they're starting to look like the grand finalists, the grand final winners from from last year. I've given you know, Matt Hornby. I know got obviously grabbed a hat trick. Um, and, and they they started to go along as well. I think uh, North Star before they lost to Coomera today, uh, they they were they were starting to perform well, picking up you know some some valuable points. So anywhere from yeah Wolves in fifth right down to Coomera in eleventh, as you said, you're like I said you're one or two wins away from safety, but you're also one or two losses away from being dragged into that relegation race. All of which sets up a fascinating second half of the year in FQPL 2. We'll move on very quickly to FQPL 1 on Lumen Thailand, where there was just the one game played on Friday night. It was a 2-0 win for Mitchelson away to the gap. A goal from Kaylee Poufroy and a known goal gave them a 2-0 win in that one. Speaking of Kaylee Poufroy and her goal-scoring exploits, she does sit top of FQPL 1 on the women's side goal boot race with 31 goals into her name with... Megan McGilligan in second and Ashley Hummels in third. On the men's competition in FQPL 1, it's Marek Madley on 13, Guy Santana 12, and Jordan Freener on 10, running at top three there. In FQPL 2, it's Teddy Watson 25, Olavo Santos 22, and Alistair Russell 14. And I know you've been keeping a, an interesting eye on it on the FQPL 2 goal-scoring race every single week, Adam. Yeah, look, uh, it, it could 
We we sort of uh, made the bold statements that uh, Teddy Watson Hang on, who probably... made the bold statement. Okay, I did. Thank that you. Teddy Watson probably should have received his um, his golden boot already from FQ. But um, look, Alavo Santos has come out of absolutely nowhere to to challenge. And the way the Kuma are playing at the moment, the style of football they're playing at the moment, this uh, this could actually be a very very interesting race for the Golden Boot. Uh, look, he he's he's a very very you know, lethal striker, Alavo Santos, and and uh, certainly uh, the way Kuma like to score goals at the moment, uh, certainly. I wouldn't put past him to go past Teddy Watson, but then again, uh, Teddy Watson, you know, and, and the surface paradise attacking machine, you, know, you never know. So look, that's uh, that's going to be intriguing itself. And, yeah. But also as well, one other thing, I also think the FQPL one um, Golden Boot race is going to be very very interesting as well. Marek Madelay and uh, Guy Santana, or even Jordan Farina, I think certainly has got the potential to uh, pick up some goals and be the focal point of that striker attack as they try and push for top four. What, you don't think anyone can catch um, Kelly Poufroy at Mitchelson? There's only 19 goal difference between first and second. <laughs> I I wish to uh, amend my statement from earlier this year, and instead of sending it uh, to the goal, that, that golden boot to Service Paradise, send it to Mitchelson, please. And if that, and then that's a nice jinx you've maybe maybe put on Mitchelton there. I'm, we'll have to wait and see. Given what you did to service Paris and Teddy Watson in the gold race, but that's his whole story for another day. We'll Mind move you, on. Meg is capable of scoring 19 in a short amount of time, so maybe maybe that might be you might it might be a jinx. We have seen us score a lot of goals in the past. Mm. I about that. We'll have a look now at some of the midweek action, Adam, because there's there's a dozen, a dozen or more games to be played over the next over the next midweek from all five competitions, include. Uh, over both Tuesday and Wednesday, some of the more intriguing matchups would be Sunshine Coast Wanderers playing host to Lions in the NPL men's competition. You have Brisbane City and Peninsula Power in FQPL one on the women's side. What and um, there's a whole host of matchups. Adam, what what stands out for you? Um, actually, a game that probably stands out for me uh, is actually on Wednesday night, Eastern Suburbs Morton Bay. I think that that's a game that, even though it's probably mid mid table implications as far as MPL goes, I I've been intrigued to see this matchup because I think that you know one of these two teams may sort of you know restamp themselves as you know a team that's going to be safe if not pushing for for, for a late charge at the top four. Uh, that it's uh, by both teams probably they map pretty, pretty similar. Um, Morton Bay have got a good record against East, especially at Heath Park. So. Obviously, um, my my own personal bias aside, I think this will be a very very good game. That is a round two catch up game as well. So that was a very early in the season matchup. But I, I just refer everyone to our our intro, which James put together for us at the start of the year. What a surprise! Adam goes for a, a matchup involving <laughs> Morton Bay. Uh, I, I, I found disappointed sometimes. You do absolutely know about that. Well, we'll see what you can do with your um, performer of the week. Hopefully, you don't disappoint with this. Um, form of the week. Well, uh, I think it's 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 pretty obvious, but it's it's also a conditional one. Um, my perform of the week goes uh, to Jaden Santa for his five goals uh, against Sanford. However, the the condition is that he doesn't that his head doesn't explode after that. That comes from our good friends at uh, Surface Paradise uh, social and social media. So, so yeah. But no, look, he he was exceptional. Uh, on, on Saturday night, I'm being being serious, and uh, look, he's he's a player, one one to watch certainly. 
he was absolutely spectacular on Saturday night. And I, I do agree with you. He is the Formula of the Week. But I will, for the sake of difference, once again, go with somebody different. I'll go for Bella Habuda with her five-goal haul over the last seven days. I'll give her my nod for Formula of the Week. It's great to see her back at, in and around the goals once again. We knew the impact she had for Gold Coast United. And we expected her to have a big impact for South United. We're starting to see that now. I also want to give an honourable mention as well. Um, well. I know our performance of the week is very, very heavily skewed towards uh, attackers, but I actually want to give an honourable mention to Charlotte Lutz in the um, the game tonight, uh, the, the cup tie against Gold Coast. Her save in the 87th minute uh, to deny Charlie Adamson, that probably ensured that 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 uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers uh, went through went through because that save was was an excellent save. So uh, honourable mention to Charlotte Lutz for a great save in the uh, Cup game at uh, BG's tonight. That is for sure. And Rollo, speak for yourself about always giving your performer of the week to goal scorers. I've given mine to midfielders multiple occasions this oh, year. So... <laughs> golden, former Golden Boot winners. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That, that's beside the point. Before we go into that any further, we'll wrap this up and Thanks for joining me once again, Adam. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's a pleasure. All right, that'll do this of the Britain Football Views MPL Sunday show. We'll be back on next week to recap all the midweek action, as well as hopefully a full weekend of NPLX. We'll talk to you all then.